When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Vincent Price. For our entree, I have chosen roast pork. Now, I choose a boneless roast because they are much easier to carve in front of my guests. My favorite is a boneless pork sirloin. For six guests, I would buy a five to six pound roast. The leftovers make superb sandwiches, and I love a good pork sandwich. I rub my roast with two teaspoons of spiced salt and granulated pepper, and I roast it first uncovered in a roasting pan with a lid for 20 minutes at 475 degrees. When the fat is browned, I take the roast from the oven and lift it out of the roasting pan. I take a pound of pitted prunes and two onions peeled and cut into eighths, and stir them into the pan drippings with a cup of red wine. Then I set the pork back in the pan on the bed of prunes and onions. I toss in two or three cloves and a bay leaf, and I cover it tightly. The pork should roast 30 minutes per pound of meat, so for our five-pound roast, it would take about two and a half hours. Let me tell you, the smell of this roasting should drive the most complacent family wild with desire. Somehow, the kitchen starts to smell like some wonderful magic is taking place, and believe me, it is. Your reputation as a cook should take off from here. I always carve this roast at the table and surround it with the prunes and the onion pieces. It makes a beautiful presentation and is quite easy to carve. The prunes taste divine. Even prune haters will love them. Sit back and enjoy the compliments. A full-bodied white wine is lovely with the pork roast. The Chenin Blanc could be continued, or a white burgundy would be superb. Guten Appetit, or as the Austrians say, Mahlzeit. From the spooky ashes of your haunted nightmares, it's spooking the crypt. (laughs) (laughs) We watch scary sequels that make us mad. We are all prune haters. Pairs well with a Shannon Blank. I'm spooky, Dad. That other voice, the haunted, ghastly voice is... Scaredry. Scaredry. What's (laughs) under the bed? Voices haunt me. Haunt me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
Um, we watched the scariest <laughs> no. the Halloween movie. It's I haven't slept in days after it. It was it was scarily not the best. <laughs> Here's the thing, uh, listener. Uh, we told you in the last episode we were going to listen to, watch, and record Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie. Mm-hmm. And then we told you you'd all receive a $100 voucher in the mail to Rainforest Cafe. That was a lie. Spooky. <laughs> Devious. You, you know what else was a lie? We didn't watch Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie. Okay. To be fair... You go to Disney Plus, and you yeah, think, yeah, you know, you go in knowing that there is a Pooh's, I mean, you think you, you know with, a it's streaming just the keyword, you know. Heffalump, uh, yeah. Key, you're, you're thinking Pooh Heffalump, okay, great. Yeah, and, well, there it is, and hey, it came out in that's 2005. The, that's the one. <laughs> that's the one. Just like was... Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie came out in 2005, <laughs> that's same, gotta be it. There's precedence. Year. There's precedence because we've watched movies that were titled something. Yep. But they were actually titled something different right. on IMDb or whatever. So oh, this must be it. I'd be willing to bet. Okay. Hold. I. I, I mean, I'm gonna... it's fortunate we all ended up watching the same movie. I'm willing to. Yes, I'd be willing true. to bet that the Pooh's Halloween Heffalump movie is the exact same movie, but with like. Wearing the skin of a Halloween thing. Yeah, one of them has an eye patch, and the other is dressed up like a pirate. Nope, it's a different movie. (laughs) It's a different movie altogether. (laughs) Well, Um, and I was watching this movie, and it didn't say Halloween anywhere. And I'm five minutes in. I'm like, this is not even remotely trying to be scary. And then I googled. They're two different movies. And yeah. I text you guys like, hey, guys, we're watching the wrong movie. <laughs> and then you're like, and then I'm like, but it's not on Disney Plus. And Dan's like, well, we're not watching it. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh, if you're going down this haunted trail with expectations of hearing about a but here's the thing you're not I getting do have it. a trailer and it's actually for this movie and which it, came out in theaters exclusively <laughs> violating <laughs> all of the premise of this show our hey, our house of cards at least we're crumbling. here this time um that's true and, welcome back and, and thanks for tuning in i we think, love you i think you will hear that they um in the tra- you know, I'm just going to break form and I'm going to play a trailer right now. And then we'll Great. get to the history. Coming only to theaters February 2005. There's something mysterious. That sounds spooky. They're, something they're strange. <laughs> something different in the Hundred Acre Wood. There's only one thing it could be. A heffalump. <gasps> Walt Disney Pictures presents Pooh's Heffalump Movie. The first Heffalump expedition in history. Let's go get him! A Heffalump expedition is fraught with danger. You just can't argue with a word like fraught. Who's there? I I just feel like, okay. I'm a Heffalump. This is the part I wanted to get to. 
<laughs> Whoa, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My name is Hefrit from Pitch. You know, if you... I'm, I'm thinking that they're like, okay, we're going to do a Halloween thing, and then they actually make the movie that we watch, and they're like, this isn't really a Halloween thing. So they just remove the word, and the trailer's the same, you know? And they release it in February. Right. Do we have Only to watch the spooky half like well, no, I'm not going to be Disney able to Plus. sleep at night. Yeah, well, that's true. I'm not paying f- for that. No. <laughs> I don't blame you. I was going to watch it today just and then I was going to review that movie that you had not seen. Mm-hmm. It would have been very funny <laughs> that, for that me. That would have been fun. That would What's our uh, what's our Venmo? Time. Scraping the vault Venmo. Send us $5 <laughs> if you want us to buy uh the spooky Heffalump movie. There you go. I'm sure it's free on Amazon if you have a subscription. Is but it? Are, so I'm sure I don't know <laughs> why it's not on Disney Plus is beyond me. It doesn't make any sense. This is this is the kind of thing that's made for Disney Plus. But they also didn't have the Hercules sequel on Disney Plus. There's a few that we have not reviewed because they're not on Disney Plus. And maybe so, they need a Disney Plus Plus or Disney yeah. minus. Dis- Dis- oh my God! You know that Chapek's going to do that. Oh, Disney you want to watch? You want to watch? You want to watch Pooh's Heffalum Halloween movie? That's an extra. Disney's first inner outer something last, right? That's I the lightning was, view. I, got, I was actually thinking about this the other day, and I think that they are running into a – they're creating a problem for themselves calling everything plus because what? What do you? where do you go from there? It's just yeah. going to be absurd. Exponent. Yeah. Expo- <laughs> Disney Exponent. Disney Exponent. But yeah, Disney that's, here's what's going to happen. And I guess they've already done it with the uh, – it's like the individual lightning lane of movies when you have to pay an extra $30 to watch Mulan or whatever. Oh, God. Yeah. They've already done it. It's just, I don't know. But here's the thing. I, I, this, I'm going to take a little sidebar despite everything I've said. Um, you've got the predecessor of the current CEO who spent $70 billion to buy Fox. Mm-hmm. And then Someone he's like, watched Disney Mickey views recently. He sure did. And then he's like, <laughs> peace out. And then, and then this guy's like, uh, I've got $70 billion in debt. And then a pandemic. And he's like, I got to service this debt. How am I going to do it? So it's all about just how do we make profits? So I, I, I after watching Mickey views news, yeah, for me, that YouTube video. I have a little more sympathy for what the dude's going through. I actually do too. And it, honestly, it's just fun to be negative about him. Yeah, because, of course. I, mean, I mean, look at him. He's By bald. the way, chapexshirt.com. Um, <laughs> yeah. Disney. All bald people are evil. That's right. Crypto. <laughs> Every what if one. they just start <laughs> printing their own currency? Oh, they did. It's called Disney Dollars. Disney Dollars. Okay. What's the, what is it? It's not crypto though. It's no. like it's it's pre crypto. But they did it's their own currency. Crypto. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, um, anyway, so we yeah. watched, and the, I I was thinking. Sorry, just to finish up on the thought, I was thinking that I was watching that video, and I was just like, you know, if they would just sit us down and just be like, okay, look, this is what's going on. <laughs> exactly. I had the same thought. Just come out with it and say, yeah. hey, here's what's going on. Bear with us. We got to deal with this other thing. Yeah. We'll get there. Here's our, and they kind of did at the D23 Expo. Yeah, like, but they, but this they is coming. This, they're just jingling the keys in front of us and going like, remember COVID? Remember COVID? Yeah, remember right. it, where it's just like, yeah, I mean, I get that that was part of it. But, but Universal was building stuff. Right. And- the missing element is that like, hey, we took on a bunch of debt. 
And we had, if we had known that this pandemic was coming, we would not have Probably done this. Probably wouldn't have done it. Yeah. But we did. And that's why things are kind of the way they are. Oopsie, bear with us. And that's, know? that is the problem with Bob Chapek is his communication skills. Right. I think I, I think Iger Eisner maybe not Eisner but Iger would have done it. Audrey's he would have said the best to look interested. <laughs> it's a good thing it's an audio medium. Um, but I think Iger Iger would have probably done it. Like, hey guys, yeah. here's the deal. You know, this is what's going on and whatever. But anyway, all right, enough about that. We watched Pooh's Heffalump movie. Not scary at all. But no. first, we're going to talk about the leadership of Paramount Studios. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Bob, Michael Eisner. Uh, yeah, so this came out in 2005, uh, and I happen to have a list of things that were cool in 2005. Oh, off of BuzzFeed, me. yes, of off of BuzzFeed, which well, I mean, Buzz let's Feed be honest, exist in 2005, BuzzFeed was cool in 2005. Am I right? <laughs> okay, well. Do we remember links? Because I don't. Uh, let's mm-hmm. see. Told the adverts told you it would get you late. Okay, great. Uh, let's see. Remember uh, going out in your bright pink juicy couture tr- tracksuit? Yes. 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 And how it said juicy right on the juicy. butt. <laughs> Just kidding. My mom would not buy that for me or my sister. <laughs> I can't. Oh, that this doesn't work correctly. You know what? I think you were right when we were talking before. We're going to go with this. Um, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. Do you remember letting everyone know when an hour was up with your baby G-Watch? Do, do you remember getting what? into Poke Wars on Facebook? Having Poke a million Wars. and one different bang-on-the-door products? Uh, mm. Let's see. This image is not like it. Okay. Puka shell necklaces. Ooh. I have one of those. Uh-huh. A lot of people did. Uh, decking hat? yourself out head-to-toe in amber... Abercrombie and Hollister. Yeah. Uh, Crazy Frog was a thing. Let's see. I don't know. Remember that. Hold on. Wait for the. Ah, we missed it. Uh, Going to school wearing a headband with your name in glitter. I remember doing that. Jimmy, you remember doing that? (laughs) No, of course. I I actually had your name in glitter on my head. That's right. Had Juicy. Um, <laughs> That's what it said. <laughs> Songs that sounded like an episode of Alvin the Chipmunks. I'm, okay, hold on, BuzzFeed. What the hell are you talking about? To be fair, Akon. To be fair to Akon, this was a bang. Okay, I don't like this article anymore. Uh, layered popped collars. Uh, Steve Bannon oh, yeah. still doing that. Uh, wearing a school tie with your regular clothes as a belt. That's all in caps. Oh. Uh, wearing school tie with your regular clothes. Uh-huh. There it was. There it Zipping was. around on <laughs> on Heelys. Still a thing. Uh, at least in my house they are. Uh, hot pink Motorola Razor. Whatever. Yeah, I remember year. that. Chunky okay. highlights that made you look like a zebra. Yeah. Uh, no explanation on that. Okay, thank you, BuzzFeed. Uh, wet look hair gel. Mm. Oh, yeah. Uh, writing random phrases all over your converse. Uh, yeah. Lol Posing for your random. profile picture like this, image no longer available. <laughs> <laughs> Putting stickers on your trapper key. Yeah. Uh, recording your favorite songs to use as ringtones for your yep. phone. Yep. Hiding under your desk for nuclear war. <laughs> <laughs> Buying war bombs for the, <laughs> for the endless war in the Middle East. 
and proudly wearing your Livestrong bracelet at all times. Is that before we learned that um, Lance Armstrong was the devil? Doping? I think it was... I think it continued after. Yeah, Livestrong. I mean, it's a good cause. Who cares? The guy cheated. Yeah. I mean, it's all <laughs> all sports are entertainment anyway. That is true. I, yep, there was an argument about that today about Barry Bonds, but that's a story for another time. Okay, everybody. And that's what's happening. That's what's happened in 2005. And to be fair again, the Halloween movie also came out in 2005, probably closer to Halloween, not February. That should have been our first indicator. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so perceptive of you. Well, I don't, that's yeah, what it was. I looked on IMDb and like, February? Wait a minute. <laughs> There's nothing so, to do with Halloween here. Obviously, it's February ween. Just so that I don't have to like <laughs> think more about speaking and and like editing my thoughts mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. myself because you know cancel court culture. Yeah, um, I, I I think okay. So let's just elephant in the room. All three of us are tired. Heffalump, <laughs> heffalump in the room. Dan, so heffalump, yeah, in heffalump. The room. Uh, there are some thoughts that I have that connect directly to it being a straight to video <laughs> sequel mm-hmm. let's just forget let's we're pretend gonna pretend it is. let's this pretend is a it straight is. It video sequel. well by the way i'll get to the <laughs> box office numbers and it <laughs> basically was um but yeah we're all tired and audrey's traveling she's watching formula one that's just her thing you know it's just it's that's kind of her identifier fast cars go fast fast vroom. cars go vroom and that's just ooh, ah when I think Audrey, Ferrari. I think fast cars. Ooh, so uh, McLaren. she's in Austin, Ooh, Texas. Ah. Dan's in Austin, California. And I'm in Austin, Georgia. We're all tired. We're going to power through this. You're going to love it. It's going to be it's so much be fun. Great. And I'm going to tell you everything that happened in Pooh's Heffalump movie. To be clear, the movie that released in theaters, but for the next I don't know, 15 minutes, pretend that it didn't. <laughs> if you love this episode, you can tell me. If you hated it, then sucks to be you. You already listened to it. <laughs> it's also Jimmy and Dan's fault. Uh, yes, well, entirely. I tried. Um, so, Audrey, fine. yeah, if, if you like this episode, that's Audrey. If you didn't, it's Scaredry. Mm. You know what? Let's give everyone some time to think about whether they want to stick with us in this state. Okay. Yeah. And they can do that over this delicious commercial or break. Scary, what, what's or scary. What's it going to be? Is it going to be for a Adidas? Oh. Be for Adidas. Lisa I'm hoping Blue Chew because... Ooh, High Chew. No. <gasps> Blue Chew is the real money because them's boner pills. For don't go that, in that door. For people There's who a man don't want to swallow knife. a pill, they'd rather chew. And mm. that's that's the height of like American living right there. The, you, if you if you eat the blue chew, <laughs> then you won't have the blue balls. I, you know I what I'm saying? I don't want to have to swallow a pill. <laughs> <laughs> and no, no. we'll be Hold back on. after okay. these messages. Hold on. I'm okay. going to pop a blue chew. One second. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> Do you have a raging boner, Dan? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, get it off the camera. Oh, oh. No more I don't want to see that. Um, 
Anyway, so all right. So here's what happened in Blues he- Blues Blue, Blue Chews Heffalump movie. When Heffalump took Blue, <laughs> Blues can do, we can too. First of all, all right. They're called Heffalumps, which clearly is like this is a child Christopher Robin's imagination. Hold on, I'm sorry. Fergie wrote this movie. You know, some people just don't want to go through the effort of swallowing their motor pills. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never really thought about it that much. Yeah, that's the pitch. That's the pitch meeting right there. Oh. <laughs> Maybe they have a sensitive gag reflex. Because if it gets if it gets stuck in their throat, they'll have a stiff neck. <laughs> Oh my god! I mean, I'm glad these things exist if you need them, but holy shit! <laughs> Just, what's your commitment level? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but, and cancer still exists. Um. All right. So here's what happened in Pooh's Heffalump movie. Hold uh, on. Here's a message from cancer. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. Hi, it's me, Cancer. I can totally ruin stuff. You know, stuff like most organs, even skin, that's super messed up. Right? Anyways, make sure you take precautions to not get me. Like put on sunblock, eat fiber, don't store your phone by your nards, and other stuff like that. And don't forget to not smoke. I mean really, there's like a million billion other delivery devices to get whatever your drug you're trying to get into your system. Except probably crack. But if you're doing that stuff you probably aren't too worried about me. I'm cancer. And I'm real. But I'm not cool. This has been a public service announcement for the Cancer is Bad Foundation. And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> um, Alright, one day, Winnie the Pooh, one day, just one day. Yeah. Winnie the Pooh and his... Oh, wait, wait. Back to the heffalumps. So they're called heffalumps. <laughs> this is a child's imagination, so he's thinking yes. elephant and it's heffalump. We know they're elephants, mm-hmm. and but they identify as heffalumps. Yes. Okay. These are things that are imaginary in the imaginary world of the imaginary world. Despite the fact that all of the creatures in these are real. Rabbits, piglets. Well, I mean, bears. they're, according, at least as far as I understand it, according to the mythology of... <laughs> the Pooniverse. Uh, they are stuffed animals that he has. Okay. So. All right. So one day, Winnie the Pooh and his friends Piglet, Tigger, Root, Rabbit, and Eeyore hear a strange noise and find a set of large circular footprint in the hundred acre wood. Ooh. Very reminiscent of Jurassic Park. Spooky. The friends believe that there is a strange creature known as a heffalump in the woods. Rabbit organizes an expedition to go try cat try to catch it. Rue comes to comes along too, but the others tell him he's too young and small to go. Mm-hmm. Despite mm. this, Rue slips out on his own. Actually it was his mom that told him he was too young and small to go. No, no, that's not true. Um despite this, Rue slips out on his own in search of the of the Hevelum. That's right, he went out on his own. He finds one, a playful young creature named Heffridge. Trumpler, Brompet, Heffalump the Fourth. Adorable. Or oh, Lumpy. So Lumpy for cute. sure. And he's British. He's so cute. Okay. I gotta say, I was angry at this movie. It's not gonna be angry. It's so cute and adorable and happy, and he's British. Here's why. Um 
I was upset initially that, well, first of all, it was clearly not going to be a Halloween movie. <laughs> and second, that, okay, here, the, the Heffalumps, the, the thing that makes them interesting, and I'm interesting loosely, is that they are purple imagination they are imaginated imaginated sure monsters by a child's uh stuffed animals so like Mm -hmm. they should not exist we should not ever meet them they should always just be this thing that is like oh gotta look out for the heffalumps and woozles um however oh the heffalumps should be imaginary yeah, because they are to these characters. So us actually, yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, this movie could be interesting if they never meet a heffalump, and then all of a sudden she's like, "Hello, I am lumpy." And then I was like, "To hell with you, movie! I'm done." And then it it eventually won me over. You but- wanted the you wanted the the murderer the the spooky part to be unseen like in Blair Witch Project. I totally get it. I, I totally wanted Rabbit it. to be the killer. <laughs> 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 or Owl. There was they were going to Owls, but Owl never showed up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Owl Cabin for- in the woods. <laughs> Cabin in the woods. Yeah. I, still, I, I gotta see that movie. Oh, it's beautiful. Um but yeah, it did it did it did eventually it it got me to a place where I actually, I think I kind of like this movie. Oh my god! I liked the, the one sound I don't remember of the. Well, of the, course, you remember it, Jimmy. I mean, the one I remember. <laughs> the, what were you saying, elephant, Audrey, about the sounds? Yeah, it makes me think of uh, Varuta, which is one of the temple things in Breath of the Wild. It's a big uh, robotic elephant that you can control the spout of it. And you have to, oh, you're Link. Oh, gosh, Varuta, she's acting up. You got to go save Mifa. Anyway, it's a video game thing. You guys can't relate. Call of the Wild, that's the one where, uh, that's where the one where Is that Link Harrison has to Ford? take a, mm-hmm. that's where Link, yep. Link has to take a mad dump, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. The whole thing. Brew cool. is afraid of his captive at first, but the two quickly become friends in play. Meanwhile... Rabbit and his friends enter Heffalump Hollow to find and capture the Heffalump. But wait, Jimmy, how many songs have happened in this like twenty I have minutes? No idea. Twenty minutes of movie. <laughs> no idea. So, so many songs. So many songs. Let's tell me about them. Uh, well, okay, I understand movie that you have Carly Simon on board, and that's great. But you, we do not need a, a song for every action that takes place. <laughs> movie i'm glad the songs are back <laughs> don't get me wrong sure but it's like it it really is just like oh piglet this is poo by the way oh piglet i'm gonna okay f- fine oh piglet i'm gonna uh, now we're talking <laughs> yeah. Yeah. get into it <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go tend my corns on my feet and then just like and poo grab the scissors and the scrubby thing that you don't know what it scrubs but it's on aisle six. oh my god yeah carly simon holy cow because you got song number one winnie the pooh with carly simon and ben taylor totally fine and then you got the horribly hazardous heffalumps by jim cummings ken sanson john fielder and nikita hopkins Mm-hmm. And Little Mr. Rue. That's right. Little Mr. Rue with Carly Simon again. <laughs> yeah. 
Kathsukle. <laughs> and then the name game <laughs> with Kyle Stanger. Yeah. I don't remember any of this. Oh of course you do. God. You remember it. That's why I, the time I loved you can it. share these notes. Nikita and Hopkins. Then... <laughs> and then shoulder to shoulder with Carly Simon and the Heffalump Chorus. And then Rue got his first pubic hair and he <laughs> went to Tigger. And that's not the best person to get advice from. Rue's mom <laughs> found some weird looking socks in his room and was confused about that. Why is Tigger taking Blue Chew? <laughs> It'll be the best if Blue Chew hears the algorithm. <laughs> It'll be so great. That's what I'm trying to do. I know. <laughs> and then in the name of the Hundred Acre Wood, Carly Simon and the Heffalump Chorus, and then... Wait, the Carly good- Simon and the Heffalump Chorus? Yeah, that's the second serious? one. That's the second oh, one. Oh, God. Shoulder to shoulder is, is Carly Simon with the Heffalump Chorus. And then the last one, with a few good friends, Carly Simon, Ben Taylor, and Sally Taylor. Keep it in the family. Mm. Yeah, um... We don't need that many songs in any movie, <laughs> especially one that's sixty minutes. Right. This, this is like a, this a song is only every 60 two minutes. minutes. Yeah, I think yeah. it's a total of seventy something. But you, you consider it felt credits like and... ninety while I was watching it. Mm-hmm. it. Hold on, am I the only one that liked this one? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it would be it was, appropriate. If it that would was be the appropriate. <laughs> it was really cute. I I thought it was very very adorable. But uh, it did feel like it was kind of slow. Oh, and so I did notice throughout the the, the film, I guess, <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah, that um, it was super uneven, very, very, mm-hmm. very uneven, and like noticeably so, even while I was enjoying it, even when I was enjoying it. Yeah, um, here's what happened to me was that. I, it wasn't the movie we were supposed to watch. And so I just didn't pay <laughs> yeah. attention because it's, this is not what we're covering today. And so. Right. It See, is. I, Get with it. Okay. <laughs> You're here right I, now. I just remember watching this and going like, I, it was, I, I think what it, what it is for me is it was the journey of going from like, I hate this movie. This movie's terrible to I hate this movie even more because it's just Fox and the Hound. And then at some point I was like, yeah, but it is kind of undeniably cute and it is adorable. Mm -hmm. And it's going on, it's going on these tangents that none of these movies have gone on before. That's true. And this is where it requires that it's actually a straight to video sequel. Let's pretend it is. It does, it's, it plays with the story structure and like the, like it's taking some amount of risk. Right. More so than these other very formulaic things. I was just like, oh, so if we use this as like a, a way to try these new things like new and air new for them things. Like what if we did make a Fox and the Hound that wasn't aggressively depressing, you know, that's, and that's fair. And, and I, I do want to read this that I, that I found earlier. The 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 notes that you took while you were taking the movie. While I was researching. Yes. 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 The film originally intended as a straight to video sequel. Well, there we go. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Heffalumps were first mentioned in the original Winnie the Pooh books. They appeared as a nightmare se- in a nightmare sequence By along the way, with their Heffalumps. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> along with their fellow scary woozles. In 1968, the Winnie the Pooh and the Blustery Day, that was when the the scary thing. And it's also in the ride at Disneyland and Disney World, the Heffalumps and Woozles nightmare sequence. 
Though heffalumps and woozles have appeared in other Disney Pooh media, such as the new Adventures of Winnie the Pooh TV series, this was the first theatrical film to feature a real heffalump. Lumpy's design is similar to the heffalump seen in the 1968 featurette and the song, The Horribly Hazardous Heffalumps. Just bring back the original song. Yeah, in the, in the <laughs> same style as heffalumps and woozles from Blustery Day, Carly Simon came up with Lumpy's full name, Heffridge, Trumpler, Brompet, Heffalump oh, the Fourth. I bet what it was is it was like um, Carly Simon wrote the Heffalump song. Should we tell her we have an element? It's like, oh, it's Carly Simon, though. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Two more fun facts. This the, this was the final theatrically, theatrically released film to feature voice actor John Fiedler as Piglet. Oh. It was marked by. <laughs> I'm just handing them out like crazy today. <laughs> it was marked as the final Pooh film to be released in Fiedler's lifetime as he oh. died four months after from cancer. Oh boy. This was also the final production of Walt Disney <laughs> Animation on, Japan. And now in message apologizing for the message from, can- from cancer. Hello. I am here to remind you that joking about serious things is never good. You should not joke about something that is serious because serious things are serious. They are not jokes. Joking about diseases is especially not allowed. If you really want to know what is funny, I will now share with you a some jokes from my 20 day long stand up set that I am working on. They were generated by the funniest, a. I, there is. Have you heard about the fart that stopped out the doctor in a subway and some of the people who should have never getting a heart on the country? Your fart is so fat the donors who took a year he can rob. There has been a lot of talk about butts in the news. Republicans are saying it will interview male white hispons. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha. Oh yes. If it makes you feel any better, we have also injected Asher with an experimental treatment which will make him 10 years old forever. That'll show him. You sick freaks. And now back to the episode about the scary movie. And we're back. We're back. This was also the final production of Walt Disney Animation Japan. Once the film was completed, Disney closed the studio in June 2004, (laughs) eight months before the film's release. That's how bad the movie was. They shut down the studio. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm going to cut this part out, but should I make... Should I make cancer have Asher's voice? Yes. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. I mean, do what you'll do, but... I can't make any serious decisions. I've had a few drinks, and also I'm sleep-deprived, so yeah, me don't too. look at me. <clears throat> me too. Hey, it's me. <laughs> I'm cancer. <laughs> I mean, that'll be really insensitive. I know. I but know. it's on brand. 
As long as it's mean about cancer, as long as it's like disparaging <laughs> against cancer, I think it's okay. Okay. As long as cancer isn't like a victim. Oh, no, no. I, that's not at all what I'm going to keep this in now. What Asher would do. <laughs> <laughs> what did he do? All right. Eeyore gets so, left behind carrying all the supplies, guys. Mm-hmm. Eeyore's got all the supplies, including a, a grandfather clock. Good. <laughs> After a while, Lumpy hears his mother calling him for, to come home. Rue wants Audrey's almost asleep. We're getting there. Hold on. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Rue wants Lumpy to meet all of his friends first, and they head oh, hold on. The- Wait a minute. It's Carly Simon here to sing a song about Audrey being tired. <laughs> Look at the Audrey. She's so tired. She had a long, long day in Austin. Sorry. Going to the place where the cars drive. And you could buy stuff for your corns on island. <laughs> they don't have stater brothers. Hats in are eighty dollars. Uh they head towards uh, Hundred Acre Wood. Lumpy hesitates, thinking that the creatures that live there are scary. See, the heffalumps are afraid of the Hundred Acre Wood, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. like Israel and Palestine. I, I get exactly. what you're saying. Exactly. <laughs> and that's the point of this movie. That's the thesis statement of this film. I told my parents I was going to be recording this episode, and I was telling them, I was like, yeah, well, it's about a Pooh's Half a Lump adventure. And they're like, so are there any like adult morals and themes in these movies? And I was like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe a little. Yeah, I mean, this is like, a film kinda. about Israel and Pakistan. <laughs> Palestine. Palestine is what I meant. <laughs> Who's Palestine in this? The Hundred Acre Wood or the Heffalump Hollow? That's the thing. Who knows? Exactly. Um, yeah, so so that's the point. Uh, but Rue reassures him. Meanwhile, Pooh and his friends hear a noise in the forest, thinking it is the Heffalump that they ran away. Uh, but they run away. But it turns out to be Eeyore who's left behind again. I got to say, going back to that previous thing, I really did appreciate. And this was when I was, I'm kind of like smell testing this movie of like, okay, do I like this? I mean, it's You're uneven. Children's movies. There's the, well, you know, um, there's, <laughs> there's, there's, there's too many, there, it's, it's, there's too many songs. It's uneven. All that's true. But I'm, I'm kind of seeing things to like about this. But then I was just like, oh no, what if the heffalumps are like blameless? They, they're like, where they're just like, yeah, we're totally cool. And we never knew why you didn't come say hello. Like, I'm glad that they actually have the fear is go- is going in both directions. And that's right. that when that became clear, I was like, okay, this is actually, this is okay. Well, it's, it's nice that, that it's not, they're just not like these mysterious evil monsters that they right. have the same feeling. And, and it is, there is a commentary there about the unknown. Mm-hmm. And when you don't, and I mean, we could get real deep in this and what is unknown and scary. I think we should, especially while we're very tired. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like, I mean, if you don't know something and you only know it from, you've only heard about it or you haven't spent time with it, mm-hmm. then it becomes scary and foreign and different. And you can grow to hate or fear something or someone or some group of people. It's true. If you don't actually know them. That's not what the movie's trying to make. That's yeah. not the point it's trying to make. But it, they're, they're, well, but it doesn't not make it either. 
Well, yeah, you know, but it doesn't go into it. It doesn't really deep right. dive into it. I, I think that somewhere in the writers' room, that discussion was happening, and but they, I think, they did it with a really light touch, with which I really appreciate because even the Fox and the Hound, like, <laughs> which by the way, reliving that movie a little bit after watching this, it occurred mm. to me that there's a part, there's a, the song "Best of Friends," which is talking about. You know, it's it's an Al character. It's Al's wife, let's just say. Um, okay. And she's singing hot. the song about... She's so hot. Um, I mean, hoot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she's singing the song to the fox and the hound about like, hey, when you're the best of friends, so you really don't think about these things and people are judging you. And then there's a line that says, neither one of you sees your natural boundaries. I'm like, oh. Wow. <laughs> That's messed up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but just the 80s, you know, whatever. <laughs> I think the point we're trying to make is mm -hmm. don't hate. Just because you don't know, because you haven't had experience with people or things that you don't know, get to know them. Expose yeah. yourself to Fear. other cultures and people. Fear don't expose yourself super... to other people who don't want you to expose them. Well, not not the way Dan does. I'm talking about <laughs> just like instead of sniffing children's movies. You, oh, God. Fear is a really, it's a super useful uh, emotion. You can either run away from it or look at it and uh, say, oh, what am I afraid of? And maybe I should do more things that I'm afraid of. And mm -hmm. that's how you get skydiving. Well, that's true. But I, you, Dan, we had a choir teacher. And she said something to me at the end of class one time, or to the whole class, I should say. Do oh, something. Okay. It was the whole class, so it wasn't. It wasn't just me. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't vaguely racist, like she can sometimes. Oh my god! Wow, well, let's. I mean, <laughs> she's God bless the woman. She's. She's like. I will 90. cut that part out. Okay. I'll, I'll, no, I'll cut the name out. There we go. Okay. I'm anyway, our choir teacher <laughs> said one day after class, I'll never forget. Do something that scares you every day. Right. And that's a great way to live your life. Do something that scares you every day. Doesn't have to she, be big. And then she would avoid all the openly gay kids on campus. And then she went and spent time with gay kids and she, that scares her. <laughs> oh, maybe that's it. Yeah. She was a elderly white lady who's Mormon. And very and sweet. A very sweet very lady. Very sweet. Lovely woman. But also not the most enlightened <laughs> well again she at the time this was in the 90s she was right. an old lady right and it's a different time she's mormon lady whatever <laughs> anyway when rue and lumpy arrive at the hundred acre <laughs> wood it's deserted as everyone else is still out searching for the heffalump rue and lumpy continue playing making a mess in Pooh's house and rabbit's garden mm -hmm. the two friends hear lumpy's mother calling him again they search for Lumpy's mother, but she's nowhere to be seen. Lumpy uses his trunk to call her, but it does not work. I thought this was cute. I knew where it was going. Like he couldn't, he was trying to use his, his snout as a trumpet and it wasn't coming out. It wasn't getting, we all know it's going to happen eventually, mm -hmm. but it was kind of cute how it wasn't working. And the making mess stuff is all just like, they're just playing. They're just yeah. playing something goes just, wrong. And again, social commentary. These are two different species. Mm -hmm. Or two different races or whatever. And they're just people or whatever. They're just creatures. And they're playing together. And it doesn't matter. You might be afraid of this thing you don't know. But they're just existing together. Mm -hmm. you know? and it's, 
And it's the kind of thing that like you would imagine if these these other characters were to see like, oh, it's Rue and another Rue or whatever. Right. And they are oh, kids just doing kid stuff. But yeah, in this case, you know, the stakes are heightened because it's a heffalump, right. which is a, a mysterious creature they've never seen before. Right. Did this so, movie have like a crazy lack of poo in it or was it? Oh, yeah. This is yeah. Rue's movie. And if you look at the synopsis of the movie we're supposed to watch. It's a Rue movie. It's a Rue sequel. It's a Ruvie. There's a Ruvie. At this point, yeah, at this point, Wayne the Pooh is just basically like a pinhead in the later Hellraiser movies. Just like, eh, hey, I'll tell you something. Tear your soul apart, whatever. <laughs> it should be Rue's Heffalump movie. I think it's time I rewatched that movie. I, it's an, I hear the new one's very good. Huh? The Halloween one? The no, the uh, the new Hellraiser on Hulu. I hear it's oh, very good. And and the spiky head person's a lady this time. Yeah. But I, I hear that uh, while the gore is like less quantity, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty intense. Which is I've why heard, I probably yeah. not watch it. I've never seen any of it, but I had that same. I heard that same review. Yeah. Um. After so so he's trying to use his trunk. It doesn't work. He can't get it to work. After hours of searching, Lumpy assumes they will never find her and starts to cry. Mm-hmm. Rue consoles Lumpy with a song he learned from his his mom Kanga. Do you have it, Dan? Here's real comforting half a lump with all the coupons he has for the corn removal devices at Stater Maybe it's like removal one thing. I don't know why. It doesn't even matter how hard you try. That doesn't sound like Carly Simon at all. I this wrong to explain to time. All I know. Love is a valuable thing. Watch it happen when the end say. Watch it happen. Down to the end of the day, the clock ticks like away. It's so unreal. Didn't look out below. Watch the time go right out the window. Trying to hold on. I didn't even know we wasted it all. So why did you fall? It all fell apart. <laughs> Yes, that was the song. Thank you. Hey, hey, careful. We're going to get sued. (laughs) Oh, no, you're right. We're going to get sued if you sing the whole song from the movie. Winnie the Pooh. (laughs) (laughs) So he he sings a song he learned from his mom, and then he's like, hey. Oh, can I try again? Let me try it. Take two. All right, take two. Uh, Be like, my lumps. My lovely heffalumps. There you go. Check it out. There you go. I'm in the, uh, the daily. This is Rue singing to Lumpy. Yeah, to Lumpy. Yeah. That's what his Dolce mother used to sing to him. Gabbana, Fenty and Madonna. But- <laughs> uh, then, so then Rue gets the idea, hey, let's go find my mom and see if she can help Lumpy. Mm-hmm. Let's find an adult. That's yeah, that's actually adult. really good lesson very good, for kids. Very good, yep. responsible lesson. <laughs> the the part of me that was still expecting to hate this movie really wanted her response to be like, "Get that thing out of here!" Right? Exactly. <laughs> right. <laughs> Holy! Oh, 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 oh! Did you find it? <laughs> Get it out of here! <laughs> Not on well, the carpet. I never. <laughs> well, I never. <laughs> Meanwhile, the others return home to find Pooh's house and Rabbit's garden a mess. They conclude that the heffalump has invaded. 
When Lumpy and Rue are discovered, Rabbit thinks that Lumpy has captured Rue. He and the others chase Lumpy through the heffalump traps that they set up earlier for him. Lumpy evades the traps, but Rue gets caught in the last one as Lumpy escapes into the woods. <laughs> Rue frees himself from the trap and runs to Lumpy. But he has, to cut, he has to cut out his eye to, to do it because that's where they hit the, the key. <laughs> that's right. Sorry, I'm, I'm adding horror movie references. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, so yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's scared. So he frees himself from the trap and runs to find Lumpy trapped in a giant cage. Mm-hmm. And then a little doll rolls up. It's like, hello, Lumpy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found out you cheated on your SATs. <laughs> What'd you, you like, like to play, play a game? Oh. <laughs> you, you put C down as the answer on a scan, uh, as every answer on a Scantron test. That is not ethical. <laughs> <laughs> now you have to. <laughs> Help your best friend. I knew Lumpy was a little cheating. <laughs> Snake. You, you, you use an expired coupon for corn removal devices. Humphrey Trump. Where's this coming from? I don't know. <laughs> Did you get that in the mail today? No. It's just <laughs> funny to me. <laughs> like, okay, ninety percent of the listeners don't know what Sater Brothers is. Well, here's what's funny to me: is Carly Simon specifically is obsessed with the idea of corn removal, and she loves Sater oh, Brothers. Okay. <laughs> okay, got it. <laughs> but corn. if you keep keep up with it, then Stater Brothers is going to sponsor this video. Or sponsor this oh, sorry, Blue Shoe. <laughs> she likes Blue Chew now. <laughs> oh, that's oh, Stater be, Brothers brand Blue Chew. <laughs> Oh, my God. All right. Let, let me get through this. Lumpy's upset and hurt, and he thinks that Rue is the one that set the trap, and he lied to him about the inhabitants of the Hundred Acre Wood being friendly. Rue tries to free Lumpy and apologizes for everything. Finally, Rue notices a rope at the top of the cage. He climbs up and unties it, freeing a very grateful Lumpy. Kanga, watching the two interact from behind a nearby tree, realizes that the heffalump is her son's friend. Mm-hmm. Rabbit, Pooh, Tigger, and Piglet arrive and lasso Lumpy. Rue yells at them to stop. They refuse to listen, but Kanga tells them to have Rue explain himself. He tells the others that heffalumps are not scary or mean. While Rue's explaining this, L- Lumpy stumbles and accidentally knocks Rue into a pile of giant heavy logs forming a makeshift bridge over a ditch. Lumpy and Rue's other friends try to rescue Rue, but the logs are too heavy for them to move. Lumpy gets an idea and tries to call out for his mother. After a few tries, he finally gets it right. Lumpy's mother comes and tosses the logs aside, freeing Rue. Lumpy's mother is very proud that he has learned how to call out to her. Pooh explains to Rabbit why the heffalump was in their wood. She was only looking for her baby. And again, it's if, it's relieving that the mom isn't just like, "What did you do to my baby?" You know, except yeah. the fact that the 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 tracks were laid out before Rue went into the heffalump thing to find Lumpy, so just, Lumpy hadn't escaped at that point. Well, mm. now that he learned how to call her, just wait till he learns how to use TikTok. Am I right? <laughs> Get it? Oh, he knows how to use his trunk, his like cell phone. But yeah, so she's not evil. She was just trying to find her child, which maybe there's some story. Find lines, my that's iPhone. Okay. <laughs> they apologize for their misjudgment and befriend Lumpy and his mother. 
Rue and Lumpy get a little more time to play together before Lumpy has to go home. During the credits, Eeyore finally catches up to Pooh and his friends, and Lumpy has has his adventures in the Hundred Acre Wood, including meeting Christopher Robin. The end. And the end Yay. credit song is also sung by Carly Simon. Carly Simon, and it goes something like this: "Hey, look at you watching the movie. It's <laughs> over now. Aren't you happy you saw it? Don't forget to go to Stater Brothers, where they have Get all the corn removal, corn removal products you want on aisle it's three. <laughs> so I have some fun facts yes, before we us. get to what we're going to drink and eat and, and listen to while watching this movie again. <laughs> Which now I feel like I have to because everything I just wrote down from when I watched and then read to you guys don't remember a thing. I think I'm I am surprised that you didn't like it, but I understand given that explanation why you didn't. I, I really yeah, think that I, you would I should give it, it a shot. Yeah. I'll give it a shot again. I, I really did want to watch the Halloween thing. I was just in that mindset and when I realized it wasn't that, I just stopped paying attention. However, if I'm the only one of the three of us that likes this movie, it would be, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean it, like I'll, I was I was legit like crying at some point during this movie. Whoa yeah, yeah. holy which cow. which is not let's be fair, it's not hard to do, but well, it is genuine. I mean, you know, it's not it's like in these movies, it's hard to do. You've been a oh, robot yeah, these, these this whole movies, time. These movies have been terrible. Um, <laughs> but this one, I mean, but you have an affinity for Winnie the Pooh. To be fair, I have an affinity for, affinity for Winnie the Pooh, and um, I think it's just it, it's weird because, like, I totally recognize how uneven it is. One hundred percent. It's not. It is not a good movie, like movie wise. But the story, as far as the story goes, it's. The story is good enough and cute enough and charming enough to overcome the fundamental badness of the way the movie was made, which well, to I me mean, is impressive. Like Toy Story 2, which I may have an un- unpopular opinion about, was meant to be a straight-to-video sequel. Right. And I believe that it is of a quality that it could have, should have been a straight-to-video sequel. I agree with that. Why they made this movie... A theatrical release, I don't That's know. That's ridiculous. That is absolutely it feels like a straight to video. Right. Sequel, and it which should not have been confused. released in theaters, regardless of how I feel about it. And I'll give you an example of why you're right. Maybe the- was it in two thousand five that like VHS died? Like maybe they were like, Oh well, no, they had DVDs. Quick pivot. You know. Oh, that's true. When did but when I, did when we I, stop going yeah. direct to video? When did well after Tinkerbell's four hundredth release? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to look that up. Past show correction. The film, Dan. The other show. Oh. <laughs> the film made $5.8 million in its wow. opening weekend. A per theater average of $2,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> From 2,529 theaters. The film ended up with a final gross of $18 million in North America. Jeez, Louise. Uh, 34.8 million international, bringing the total worldwide gross to 52.9 million dollars. Disney doesn't know what they're doing. They, and I, I think what we're realizing is that they haven't known what they've been doing for some time. <laughs> and they currently have no idea what they're doing. Um, because I think if <clears throat> there had to have been a movie that, here's my hunch, there was probably a movie that was supposed to come out at that like in time. That, in that time slot, and there was some kind Let's of conflict. See, what else? Yeah, throw this Hold on. There. What else came out around then? Let's see. 
Uh, I know. While you're looking that up, people are fans uh, of me criti- typing on critical microphones. response. Reviews were generally positive, resulting in a certified fresh rating of 80% on Rotten Tomatoes before wow. that even existed. Based on reviews from 89 critics with a 6.54 out of 10 rating. I have the answer, I think. Let's see. Chicken Little. I liked that movie. But it really un- underperformed. No. Um, Zach, Chicken Little. Was that Zach Braff? Or yeah. Was that, uh, yeah. yeah. And I think they were expecting it to be a big hit because of Zach Braff or I Jack Flatt or whatever the hell his name is. Could eat no fat. Uh, October. No, it came out in October. Oh. Uh, that. Hmm. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes site consensus states a charming and delightful walk through the Hundred Acre Wood for young viewers, despite the fact that most of it was not in the Hundred Acre Wood. A sequel, Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie, was released direct to video on September 13th, 2005. <laughs> cars 2, or Cars Aww. came out in 2006. I never saw Cars 2. That's the only Pixar movie I haven't seen. I haven't seen I saw Cars, not Cars 2. I do not like Cars movies. Um, I like Cars. Go fast, round round track. Go fast. (laughs) She likes it. So this looks like, and again, I'm just speculating Speculating. here, spitballing, whatever. Uh, It came out in 2005. I'm also doing that, but no more than usual. (laughs) Um, It's all that blue chew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so Chicken Little and Narnia came out. That was not a big one. Uh, what came out in 2000? I see. I'm trying to piece together. You have kind of general disarray going on in the, uh, oh yeah. Home on the range came out in 2004. They they were in the middle. Looks like they were in the middle of just a complete dog series of movies. Uh, Finding Nemo. So that was two thousand. That was two thousand three. That's Pixar. Oh yeah. Uh, and so that, that's before Disney owned Pixar. Right, and All that's right, what well, I'm seeing. What I'm seeing is they're they're having just a bunch of just failure with their own animated features. Well, and that's what happened. Bob Iger takes over in what oh four. And he's like, he goes to Disney World and he sees that all the parades or whatever all have Pixar characters in them. Like, uh, we should probably buy them because we suck. Well, and he probably <laughs> also saw that everybody was loving all the poo stuff. So it would make sense that he's like, okay, sure. we don't really have, we're not really, I feel like it was probably, and again, I'm just, just based on what I've put together in the past five, 10 minutes between them almost losing Pixar. And cause that's when that was happening. And then they're like, just nothing's really hitting in the theater. He was probably just like, what the hell? Just put out, it's already done. Put who out. Car- it might Carly be. Carly Simon's attached. Yeah. It could end up being a big hit. Why not just risk it? You know? Right. Um, yeah, that's, that's reasonable. So that, that's the movie. Um, <laughs> sorry, everybody. I I'll think, do better next time. I think, I think we're okay. I think we made it. I will not so, apologize. Okay. Yeah. Listen, Go. you. Yeah. We've been doing this for two years. <laughs> Thanks. When it used to be cash grab. Yeah. Cash grab is just here and it's recording from various locations and different <laughs> yeah, times. We wearing and masks 20 feet away masks from each other. 20 feet away. <laughs> 
away from each other. And this is this is what you're gonna get. Okay, you, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. That's Kathy Lee Gifford was there. She Kathy was. Kathy Lee Gifford. Um, All right, I'm done. So here's what we're gonna drink. Mm. Um, because we meant to watch Pooh's Heffalump Halloween movie, I decided to search for beers that are unexpected. Mm. So I looked for fall beers that don't have pumpkin in them. <laughs> Yum. Oh, I haven't had a pumpkin beer yet. Fall beer that doesn't have a pumpkin. This is Bell's Brewery Best Brown Ale. Bell's, Bell's is a uh, brewery out of uh, Michigan. The air is crisper. The leaves crunchier. Sweaters are necessary at night. Apple picking adventure picks pile up on news feeds. Autumn's dance chair squeaks. I'll edit. Well, I won't now that you <laughs> referenced it. I'm leaving Sorry. it in. I, like I mean, it. I'm the worst I like it now. <laughs> Autumn has arrived with it. The usual traditions and rituals. Hmm. But that doesn't mean you have to fall back into the traps of pumpkin and Oktoberfest beers. Breweries have ales as diverse as the four seasons. And this year brings a bountiful harvest for that sweet spot between summer and winter. Bell's Brewery Best Brown Ale. It's an alcohol by volume, 5.8%. And on the can, an owl. Aww. A fall tradition of southwestern Michigan and mainstay of any Midwesterner's drinking lineup. An easy drinking beer with hints of caramel and cocoa. Perfect for cool Saturday afternoon. Enjoy this one. As the day bleeds into a chilled night. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow. That's some of the best copy that we've had on a beer. That I made up. You mm -hmm. didn't make that beer up, No, not at all. And no. after you enjoy it, you chew on some oh. blue chew. <laughs> Ladies and blue gentlemen. Chew, please sponsor us. It is what you're going to tuck into. Right. So we've got ourselves a toddler-sized portion of a full English breakfast. Because, you know, it's uh, good to watch movies with young ones early in the morning. You don't want to be putting them to bed with a movie, right? So you've got a rasher of bacon, some... Rasher, very well done. Nasty beans, uh, tuck into a, a little bit of tuck Yorkshire in. pud, um, mushy peas. Uh, what else do they have? <laughs> toast, some toast and some <laughs> eggies. They call it mushy peas. <laughs> right. So, because it's like a little eat British it, kid. Eat it on the loo. <laughs> little British elephant. <laughs> Heifer lump. That's breakfast. Sorted. Sorted. <laughs> All right. So, uh, I was stuck. Those of you regular listeners to the show probably are aware of how my brain sometimes freezes itself and says... No, you need, you need to think about this for like 15 minutes. <laughs> so I did. And this was when uh, I was sitting, I'm not joking, had the movie pause and I had to think about like, how much does it matter to me that the Heffalumps are imaginary? This is before I crossed that bridge. And I was like, it, it, it matters. It matters that they're imaginary because the characters themselves are imaginary. So it introduces us to this inner world and like we get to see like 
a deeper side of their like fears and whatnot by their imaginary things. And then I started thinking about a song by Momus, who I'm almost positive I've featured on this show before. Um, and it's called Nobody. And it's a wonderful little song. I think I edited it to, yes, I did edit it to just the first part of it is almost inaudible. Um, oh. <laughs> but I got it to the, the, the first part of the verse where he's talking, he actually gets to the meat of it. The song in his liner notes, he's talking about this is kind of, he's, this is the, this is a song sung, sung by a narrator who he does, he deals with flawed narr- narrators all the time. He, he's infatuated with this person to the, to, to a degree that he hopes he never actually meets them. And he's asking oh. for this. He, he doesn't realize this, but he's, he's asking for this extreme emotional exclusivity of him being the only person that this other person can never actually interact with, because if they do, it might be ruined. So yeah, it's, he's, he's really, he's a, he's a really fun musician. So here's, here's what that's about. And he won't sue us because he's fun. We never kissed the one who pulses in these pink crisps tangible across an abstract bed beyond the limits of shape and self promise to visit as someone else my past is only one memory I said Remember, make no sign Evidence that you were ever mine We're poles apart For all the world to see Please change so many times that I'll forget I need to hope I haven't found you yet Stay nobody for no one else but me. Okay, what's yeah. his name again? Momus. Momus. He's Audrey. You would love Momus. I'm totally think, into this. I think Dan, you have played Momus before, perhaps. I know you're a big fan. It's, I, I'm a weird it's, it's kind of vibe. fan. He's uh, he's his music isn't immediately the most listenable or poppy, but if you're into lyrics and you're willing to like really go there with him. Uh, he's great, especially on like long drives. I like it. Yeah. yeah, it's it's my vibe. Um, all right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for listening. Um, want you to know that our next our next feature, I will do much better at writing everything down. That's fine. You wrote plenty, and we. I'll have my notes with me. <laughs> there you go. I won't uh, make a advertisement for cancer. <laughs> Blue Chew. Um, <laughs> the next film you're going to be hearing us after this spooky season is Kronk's New Groove. Oh, oh that could go several ways. <laughs> Bambi 2. I haven't seen Emperor's New Groove, so that's two movies oh, I get to watch. I actually really uh, like Emperor's New Groove. I have heard good things, yeah. and that was kind of the end of that era yeah. of Disney, you know, whatever. Uh, Bambi 2, Leroy and Stitch, another Stitch 
adventure. Brother Bear 2, Fox and the Hound 2, oh, yeah. Cinderella 3, a Twist in Time, which I'm the most excited about. <laughs> and that's, that's a legit statement, by the way. That's the one I've been looking forward to most. And I, If you've l- listened to this podcast, you know that's true. Yeah. And then uh, The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Beginning, followed by six, count them six, oh, Tinkerbell movies. Oh, God. We need, we need to hit... A straight to video live action like in between each one of those somewhere yeah every other I think that's good um, so also I want to let you know we were talking about what if we did what if we just did all of the Tinkerbells in like a nar- marathon no oh. Tinkerbell Tinkerthon we could take turns watching Tinkerthon <laughs> and just tell each other what happened what? okay hold on <laughs> hold on hold on I think uh. you might be onto something what if we Set aside a day <laughs> and just watched all of them. Watched all of them and did like a did ten hour episode, live, a live, uh, basically like record our our uh, reaction and then oh, like a like a, a, a what do they call those like a, com- a watch along? Yeah, like a watch along, but all six. Oh, interesting. <laughs> in one that city. would be fun. I oh my! I don't know if it would be fun. Watch. It would. Be, I think we might induce like blast. mental illness. <laughs> hundred percent for our listeners, mostly. Um, no, but we released them as separate episodes. Oh, that would be fun, but it would have to be together. We'd have, we've got several months before that happens. That's we should true. schedule a time That's where true. we can all be together and yeah. just watch them together. That would be really cool. So, I, I, how about we? We'll fi- we'll think about. It. I think we need to do that. I don't know how. It will be released though, because well, what, I don't know what, how listenable th- it would be as an as an episode. Not one episode, but I think I I like your point. And by the way, talk about banking episodes. If we just get <laughs> together and we watch all six in a row, and we do what the you know let audio commentary and say, hey, listener, we're hitting play now, right? And we and can ask Jason to put it on his Patreon, and he'll say no. Yeah, and because he's looking for content, but not our content. Um, yeah, I think that'd be that'd be really fun. We should plan on that Does, as kind of a grand finale of of call it season one of scraping the vault. Oh god, that would be really fun. And then we'd have Listeners, six episodes. That's six months of releases, Dan. Well, we could even we could even tell us what you think we should do with the yeah, Tinker. Right, right. Do you want us to do Tinkerthon or do you want to see six separate episodes? I'm well, thinking I think six separate episodes. I think that's I, I'm the thinking listener wise. I think what we do is we we do Tinkerthon, put that or have Jason not have Jason reject it from his Patreon. Yes, um, first. and then we'll just kind of like sit there Please. and be like, "Hey, we did this thing. I guess we'll put it on like Bandcamp or something." Um, and I think then the episode, I because I don't know if if I don't think I don't think. Th- Six straight episodes of just a reaction to a video no one's watching yeah, would be a good, good, good radio, so to speak. Mm-hmm. But we could do all six in one condensed episode, like after mm. we recover. <laughs> okay, okay. But I still like the idea of watching all six together. I think that that's. I think we should do it. I, I think yeah. it would be amazing and the dumbest thing that anyone could the ever dumbest do. thing. <laughs> because you figure each one of these is maybe sixty minutes, so that's only six hours of actual real time watching. Mm-hmm. But or I'm going to oh, wear a costume, and we can like, oh, we could just get so drunk. <laughs> yes. So, all right, guys, I want to talk about concierge real fast. We talked about Midwestern beers with Bells. Bells is a Michigan brewery. 
We have a client with Concierge who's a listener. His name is Trevor. Hey, Hi, Trevor. Trevor. Hi, Trevor. He and his family booked a trip to Walt Disney World last year, or technically this year, but anyway, um, he and his wife are going back to Disney World, just the two of them, and he reached out and said, I just want tickets. I used a friend's points for our vacation club, for their vacation club. They're staying at Old Key West. I just want tickets. He could have done it himself, but no, he called me. I did it for him. We were supposed to meet yesterday. He lives in the Midwest, and... He sent me a text. I sent him a text to say, hey, I'm leaving in 90 minutes for the rest of the day. Let me know what works. And he said, yeah, I'm helping dad fix the combine. Should should be able to call shortly. And I said, what Miss Midwesterners say for 200, Alex? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so he called me this morning. We booked his tickets, did the theme park reservations, all that stuff. That's Concierge.com, 856-Hour-Ears. You just want tickets? Call Concierge. They'll do it for you. And by the way, doesn't cost you a dime. Doesn't cost you any extra. That's the kind of service we're talking about. And then he told me he went to Universal with his wife for a few days, and I chastised him for uh, not calling me for that. (laughs) And then he told me, he's like, well, one of my wife's friends is a Disney vacation planner. And she also does Universal, and she had this really cool deal, and so we grabbed it, and they're like, well, it's sold out now. But they wanted to go, so they ended up doing it. And I'm like, you know what? You're forgiven because your wife's best friend is a Disney vacation planner, and you're calling me. (laughs) So you're forgiven. But you know what? We also have other shows on this network. Uh, Supreme Resort, we had a fun (laughs) episode where... In our current state of being broken, uh-huh. which will end, listener, Eventually. it'll end. Relax. Probably um, one at a time. If we're being really honest, it'll yeah, be, I think I'm first. I'll be. First. I think you're first. I think I'm probably last. Yeah, I think this. Da- I think Eric's, this year is going to be rough. <laughs> Audrey's temporarily broken just because she's in a different time zone and she's watching Cars Go Vroom. Very fast. Didn't sleep. She's drunk. It's fine. Um, <laughs> and then. Uh, but anyway, we just released an episode that's it's being received very well. Mm-hmm. It was called what was it, Dan? What was it called? Oh, the uh, wheel of clickbaity garbage. The the case of the clickbaity garbage, I yes. believe. That's good. Uh, Dan basically had a wheel where he had built a wheel of like twenty some odd articles 35. about thirty five articles about <laughs> Disneyland, <laughs> Disney World, and they're all and in re- complete horses, by the way. Yeah. And, <laughs> And we, we, he spun the wheel and we real time, he, it was like lists, right? Like top 20, this top, whatever. And, and we went through and tried to guess what they all were. It was a very fun episode. It's being well received. Uh, also ears up, ears up in depth. Bantha Milk podcast, Bantha Milk podcast, dirty yellow strap, which you may have heard <laughs> on this feed. Audrey's almost asleep. We're getting there. I'm so sorry. Uh, rate and review, please, if you like what we do. Do we think, then- by, by the way, and this could be a conversation we have off off the air, but I mean, we are with, we are hanging out with the audience right now. Do you yeah. think Dirty Yellow Strap is, I think, do you think that this feed is a natural home for Dirty Yellow Strap? Or- uh, I, I gave you an assessment earlier that was incorrect. So no. vote yes no. in the comments now. <laughs> That's a hard no. That's a hard no. Oh, oh so okay. it's, it wasn't okay. So vote people no. are not listening to it. <laughs> uh, on our on the other feed, yes. Really, that is so interesting. 
It is. Yeah. Huh. Anyway, uh, well, you know, people come to this for a very specific reason. They don't want to hear Bob Chapek and Josh Trobidge or whatever his name is. They don't want to hear true. about it. They want to hear about crappy sequels. <laughs> And this time they got their wish, even though it was not straight to video. Listeners on this feed, next time you're over on the other feed, talk to the other ones. Talk to the other people there. Yeah. It's like, hey, what are you doing? I didn't see you in the other feed. And they'll be like, "How? Do you, what do you mean? And you were you, supposed to be home by eight. <laughs> right. And then we could maybe have Carly Simon. Ooh. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Audrey, we – I mean, never mind. Um <laughs> We want Sheila back, by the way. Do you know Sheila? Oh, well, I have, yeah. their, I, have, I, don't know. I have their address because I shipped all those M&Ms. So oh, that's I can right. get in touch that's with right. them. Send them, a, send them a letter. Okay. But the letter has to be one word at a time. <laughs> <laughs> Cut out of a magazine. That's right. Oh, <laughs> creepy. Uh, anyway, that's our show, everybody. Um, Audrey, do you have anything else to add? No. That's uh, – that's, uh... That's all she wrote. I'm gonna rate take and us review out. us. I'm gonna take us out of our misery. Ta- rate us and review us. Be kind, rewind. Brothers Markets, and we have three neighborhood markets serving the Moreno Valley area. Uh, we really pride ourselves in being a full-service supermarket, and that starts in our service deli and the bakeries. In the service delis, we offer uh, fresh salads and sandwiches throughout the day, and during the evening, in the rush, we have full dinners, whole dinners of fried chicken and whole-body chicken. Then we move over to the bakery. We offer fresh donuts first thing in the morning, and then for special occasions, we have a professional decorator. Uh, we have fresh produce throughout the day. Um, we do carry a, a line of organic produce, which helps our uh, healthy customers. And recently, we've added a floral station to two of to our stores within Moreno Valley. Um, our pride and joy has always been our meat department. We have 36 feet of full-service meat, meat department, and it's staffed by usually two or three butchers. Now, these butchers, they're not only going to help you uh, select an item, but they're going to tell you how to prepare it as well. As you finish your shopping trip and go through through the store, our, our final pride and joy is our courtesy clerks. And once they win, we're full service. So as you go through, not only will they bag your groceries, they're going to take your groceries to the car for you. Well, State of Brothers provides good wages and excellent benefits for all our employees. State of Brothers also offers opportunities for advancement and, whenever possible, promotes within the company. We believe in giving back to the community. 
Right now at Stater Brothers, we have a Harvest for Hope campaign collecting non-perishable food items. The city of Moreno Valley has always been very business friendly. Whenever we had a need or a question, they were quick to respond. We've also been a member of the Chamber of Commerce since 1979.